Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hello and welcome to Catholic Conversations. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and today we have a studio filled with pro-life advocates, each representing particular organizations, all with the same underlying belief that all life is sacred, including the lives of the unborn. In today's episode, we will in part discuss the sanctity of human life, but also we will be promoting a special event called Arguments Against Abortion, a three-part series beginning on Sunday, September 18th at historic St. Pat's Catholic Church in Bloomington, which is free to attend. Today with me are six guests who feel strongly about protecting the unborn. We have Miss Mary Kay with Birthright, Mrs. Chris McDowell with the Christ Child Society, Mrs. Kathy Wheland with Elizabeth Ministry, we also have Ellen Orns with the Pregnancy Resource Center, and Becky Billiter with Deeper Still. And lastly, we have David Liptak, who is the overseer of this event titled Arguments Against Abortion, which is, again, a three-part series which will be held on the three separate Sundays of September 18th, September 25th, and October 2nd at 5.15 p.m. at Historic St. Pat's Catholic Church in Bloomington. Again, this is free to attend. David, thank you so much for coming on and throwing this together for us, but tell me about the event. What are you hosting, and where did it come from? Uh, first of all, Paul, I want to thank you for uh, giving us this opportunity where we all can get a chance to uh, to uh, speak our piece and you get a chance to know exactly who's what, uh, who's who and who's where and, and what about uh, those that are representing the people that are in need. The, uh, the idea came about, um, uh, I guess you have to think back to the point of the overturning of uh, the Dobbs case and Roe v. Wade. Uh, it was kind of a, a hot topic and I think it still is. And uh, it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart personally. And uh, I in turn came across to this particular opportunity of a DVD series through uh, Catholic Answers uh, Radio uh, and on their website where they offer this uh, particular DVD. So I, I purchased it, uh, read through it, uh, viewed it. I had a couple of uh, other uh, women that uh, also viewed it and said that this could possibly turn into something bigger than just uh, uh, a small group uh, organization. What was this DVD just before we continue on? Uh, the DVD through Catholic Answers uh, was entitled Arguing Against Abortion, and uh, uh, apologist Trent Horn is the uh, host of the or presenter, if you will, on that DVD series. I see. Okay, so this is a, a long DVD, basically, that's professionally put together that provides in-depth, really solid answers against common arguments for abortion, maybe. It's kind of like does it give you uh, answers to questions about abortion, or what does this DVD kind of teach you to do? So it's a it's a very calm, very even paced uh, two DVD series, hence one for each evening, where Trent uh, will uh, address various questions that he has been proposed or been asked of while being on the radio or in public. And he has come up with these particular answers to go and uh, rebut those particular questions uh, made of him. Okay. So it equips you for doing something like defending the rights of the unborn again, or on the radio or something like that. It gives you these tools for debates. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily want to say that you want to get into a debate, but I think what it does, at least in my opinion and my hope, is that we all become more comfortable in the conversation. We may have neighbors or friends of ours or family members that uh, may not necessarily be pro-life. 
and they have their uh, ideas as to why they are pro-choice. And we'd certainly like to be able to have the dialogue and be prepared to be able to answer it in a very calm and very lucid way. Okay. So what will these nights entail exactly? What can someone who will not buy a ticket because it's a free event, but what can they expect to experience if they do go to these events at historic St. Pat's in Bloomington? Well, it's going to be kind of an open forum. There's not going to be any uh, tickets to be sold, as you mentioned. So it's going to be general seating. So first come, first serve. Uh, we will have light finger food uh, refreshments uh, because it is going to be roughly 5.15 in the afternoon. Uh, it may be in the middle of someone's dinner. So we want to at least keep them uh, satiated there. Uh, also, the, the DVDs themselves uh, will be presented, as you would, a screen and DVD. Uh, we will be having a panel in support of uh, the arguments against abortion. I think you'll be touching on that as well. So those will be made available uh, for any questions that uh, may be interested, people may be interested in uh, asking after the fact. Okay, I see. What do you think about just society in general? This is a large question. I know we have limited time with each and every person for this hour, but what do you think society's doing in terms of what their feelings and opinions are about abortion? Is it going in a good direction or is it going in a bad direction? Well, I you ask a very good question. I think that's relative to the actual state. Uh, you find that uh, a number of states out there that are actually um, going to prohibit abortion or they're going to go ahead and minimize the opportunity to have abortions. And yet you still have a handful of states that are, that are unfortunately offering abortion up to full terms. So there's a lot of work to be done, but progress is certainly being made. Uh, I think the, the support groups uh, are becoming more and more evident and more and more prominent out there to give women choices other than abortion. And I see that in a number of these states, you find a decline in abortion uh, clinics uh, and the opportunities to go ahead and uh, and have abortions. So uh, I pray and I continue that uh, hope that uh, that the trend will will uh, increase. That we do have what I consider common sense uh, approach. Uh, I don't believe that this is a Catholic nor just a Christian. I think it just comes down to the basic human level. We're all humans, and I think it's uh, an unfortunate circumstance that we have some believe that it's okay to take a, the life of, a, of an innocent being. Mm-hmm. And before I move on to my first wonderful guest, Miss Mary Kay, I want to ask you one more question about this, and it's, this is not an exclusively Catholic event, despite being held at a Catholic church, and despite you being a Catholic, and I being a Catholic, and us being at Catholic Spirit Radio, this is not just a Catholic event. Maybe it's not even, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, an exclusively Christian event. This is simply about protecting the rights of the unborn. Is that correct? That would be the hope. That would be the hope that if anyone who had concerns or questions, uh, or if needed uh, resources, uh, that we make it available through this particular class and the opportunity of having the various uh, organizations available to them. So no, it's it's not uh, religious-based whatsoever. Got it. Perfect. That's some good stuff to know, I guess, for our listeners, because half the listeners that listen to Catholic Spirit Radio are not, in fact, Catholic. Mm-hmm. So good to know. And I want to talk to you now, Miss Mary Kay. You are representing Birthright. 
what in the world is birthright exactly? And for the people listening who are confused about what's going on right now, we have a number of representatives of different organizations here in studio who are all very proudly pro-life. And we're just getting their thoughts on the issue at large and talking about the organizations that they represent. So sorry for talking so much, Miss Mary Kay, but tell us again, what is birthright and what do they do? Thank you, Paul. I'm, I'm very happy to have the opportunity to tell you and everyone else what Birthright is about. I've been involved with Birthright and supporting other crisis pregnancy centers, which you'll also hear about today, uh, since 1980, around various places where I've lived in Illinois. So it's very close to my heart, particularly Birthright. The mission statement of Birthright is that it's the right of every pregnant woman to give birth and the right of every child to be born. It is non-denominational, so to kind of build on what David was just saying, we have clients who are Christian, Catholic, Muslim, Hindu, Jewish, and many who do not practice any religion. We are non-denominational. Um, we are run entirely by volunteers and funded entirely by charitable donations. We are at 505 North Center Street, and we are there as most of us are women. There are a few men, but we're there as human beings here to help young moms. Expectant women who come in are our clients, and we help them and their babies. We're there to be a friendly voice, someone to talk about any issues they're facing. We are not professional counselors, but we have links to them uh, to give referrals for all kinds of help, whether it's legal help, medical help, uh, counseling, um, adoption services, even child care if they need it. Um, you know, in a recent survey... 80% of the women who had had abortion responded that they would have chosen life for their child if they felt they had sufficient support. Mm. So we are here to be life-affirming, to help them choose life for their child by becoming a part of that support network that they need. Many of our clients come to us without anyone. Many of them come with the father of the child in the picture or their own families, their parents that are helpful, but cannot give them everything they need to be successful as a young mother. So we're there to help fill in the blanks and to connect them with other resources. We happen to live in an extremely generous community. I've lived in a number of cities in Illinois, and none of them have been as well-founded with so many services to so many people as Bloomington Normal. It's just amazing to me what's available here for people. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really proud that Birthright can be a part of it. We are open um, right now Monday through Thursday from 10 to noon. And next Thursday, we are opening up an evening shift from 5.30 to 7. So we're always looking for volunteers. We try to staff three people to a shift so that at any time, at least two are there, um, giving our volunteers some flexibility if they need to be away for some reason. So we are looking for more volunteers. Um, we would love to start a Friday morning shift as well. Wonderful. So it sounds like adding more shifts, things are looking up for you guys. Yes, that's yeah. incredible. That is some good, good news that I really like to hear. And everyone listening to the station probably likes to hear as well. And it's fascinating what you were saying, because a lot of the time you hear people say about the pro-life movement, these people, they're just crazy Christians. and All they care about is making sure the baby gets born, but they don't care after that. But that's quite the contrary with you guys at Birthright. seems like you care an awful lot about what the quality of life is for the mother and her child after they're born. Does that fire you up at all when you hear people say things like that? They don't. You guys don't care after the baby's born. That's then they think that's the whole life, the whole pro-life movement. Then 
It, it does fire me up. Um, I was widowed young with four children to raise, so I understand the problems that single mothers face. I was fortunate to have a tremendous support network. Uh, many of our clients are not. That network is what's so important, and we do continue after our clients have their children to support them uh, virtually for two years. We supply items that they need for those babies and for themselves. And that friendship often develops. They are assigned a client worker, as we call ourselves, and uh, can come in and talk to anybody. But the client worker and the client typically develop a friendship that goes on. Mm -hmm. So it is an ongoing thing. Would you say that this business, this organization, this nonprofit really is what it is, Mm -hmm. that it has a personal spot in your heart, I would say? You mentioned that you were, in fact, widowed with four children to raise, and you're so thankful for your network of support that you had. This seems like it must be a very, very important and special thing to you. Oh, it definitely is. That's why I've been in it since 1980. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I guess that is, goodness, that is uh, 40, 40 years now. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that about Birthright. It's an incredible organization. You're an impressive woman for what it's worth, too. And you really spoke well about them. So thank you very much. And now I'd like to move on to another guest, which is Mrs. Chris McDowell with the Christ Child Society. Now, we'll come right back after, uh, in just a few minutes, I'll talk to you for just a couple minutes here, but then we'll have to cut it off at the break and come right back. But please, in a nutshell, tell me what exactly is the Christ Child Society? What do they do? We provide the layouts for newborns in need, thereby exporting those who have chosen life in, in spite of difficult circumstances. Our chapter was initiated in, by Bishop Junkie in 2005, and the first layettes were delivered on Mother's Day in 2006. And there's three active circles now in Peoria, Pontiac, and the El Paso Bloomington. Each circle schedules times for their people in their area work on their projects. And then all everything comes together at the Family Resource Center in Peoria. We're in the lower level. We have we have closet space and workspace there to put this together. And then the OSF couriers come and pick them up. And they get out, get distributed out to 16 different hospitals and clinics throughout the diocese. And the hospital social workers and the nurses are the ones that determine who, who needs this and, who, and then they distribute them. Mm-hmm. So we do not actually see the people. We are just working on the layouts in sewing, knitting, crocheting purchasing the items. We have a long list of all everything that's included in the layout. As of August 17th of this year, we've, we've uh, sent out 200 layouts. And over the years, more than 3,000. Mm. Many of these things are, like say, handmade, and they're all new in size for newborns. And we have active members and non-members. And the non-members, like myself, we donate our time and talents doing the sewing and that, putting that together. We meet at the different different areas, like for one I go to, it's, it's, it's the uh, St. Mary's in El Paso is where we're currently meeting. And they meet a couple times a month, and you can kind of come either time or whatever works with your schedule. Mm-hmm. And we also have a prayer postulate, too, that just, just indeed support us with their prayers. And we're a volunteer 501c3. We depend on, on other we have no funding of our own, dependent on donations, grants, fundraising activities, membership dues. 
And there's uh, further information on the diocesan website, and we're under ministries on that. I see. Okay. You know what? For a dumb dumb like me, can you tell me what a layout is? What do you mean by that? It's a layout. It's a... Layout, not layout? Layout. Ah. We're getting somewhere here. Sorry for all the listeners that are laughing at me. That's okay. I don't have a family of my own yet. I don't know if this even has to... Just explain what a layout is, Okay. A layout is, for instance, this, what we have is uh, two... 40 by 40 blankets, a sleep sack, three receiving blankets, three onesies, two gowns, three sleepers, two hats, two washcloths, two pairs of socks, two burp cloths, one hooded towel, a box of wipes, a box of baby wash, 36 diapers, two bottles, and this all comes in a, in a laundry basket. So it's like a, a care the package. The beginning that they need for bringing a baby home from the hospital to care for them. I see. Okay. And you said you're knitting. That means I'm, these I'm are sewing. I'm sewing, sewing and knitting. You're making these things then. Yes, all the the blankets and the and the different things, sleep sacks, hats, the hooded towels. Wow, that is incredible! And I want to hear more about that in just one second. But first, here's a quick word from our beloved sponsors. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Catholic parishes in Central Illinois will soon begin their RCIA courses. RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, is a course designed for anyone interested in learning more about the Catholic faith or living it more fully. Perhaps your spouse is Catholic and you have long considered entering the Catholic Church. Maybe you're an active Catholic who has not received all the sacraments of Christian initiation. Perhaps you left the Catholic Church long ago and want your questions and concerns answered before returning. Maybe you're a non-Catholic Christian or not a Christian at all and want to know more about the Catholic Church and the one true God. If any of these circumstances is like your own, then RCIA is just what you need. RCIA classes typically include presentations, discussions, prayer, and fellowship. Contact a Catholic parish near you today for details and to register. Be certain to tell others and feel free to bring a friend. Hi, it's John Hall from Catholic Spirit Radio. Did you know that this radio station was inspired by Mother Angelica? That's one of the reasons we're taking a pilgrimage to her hometown of Canton, Ohio. I'd like you and your friends to join us September 29th and 30th. We'll be leaving from the radio station in Normal on a luxury bus. And tell us more. On our way to Ohio, we'll stop at St. Mary of the Woods in Indiana. The Sisters of Providence will greet us and we'll tour the inspiring St. Mother Guerin Shrine and the National Shrine of Our Lady of Providence. Later, there'll be snacking, praying, and a movie on the bus before we overnight in Canton, Ohio. In the morning, we'll visit the Mother Angelica Museum and the captivating Santa Clara Monastery where Mother Angelica lived and professed her solemn vows. We'll also stop at the Rhoda Weiss Miracle House where Mother Angelica was healed. Jesus and St. Therese of the Little Flower appeared there. Father Jeff Windy will be our spiritual advisor and we plan to attend Mass and pray throughout the trip. Included in the trip are three meals and all site entry fees. There'll be gift shops, grottos, and even an alpaca farm. It's sure to be a pilgrimage filled with holy and inspirational moments. You don't want to miss it. Seating is limited and the deadline is approaching fast. So register today by going online to catholicspiritradio.com or by calling Kathy at 309-828-6554. I truly love you to join me on this September 29th and 30th pilgrimage. Sign up today.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Catholic Conversations. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and today I am talking with Chris McDowell, who is with the Christ Child Society. They make all the blankets, all the all the stuff, and it's all called not a care package, but what's it called again, Chris? It's called a layout. Layout. They make these for in need mothers and new mothers, and it's really an incredible thing, especially considering that the majority, at least, are handmade by volunteers. This is very meaningful work, and I'm just curious, have you gotten any words back from the mothers that you've helped just saying thank you or anything like that? We don't really have interaction with the parents and families. Oh, that's right. You kind of do the legwork, and then someone else gets it to the family. Right. Wow. So it's almost like a form of penance in some kind of way because you don't necessarily get to reap the beautiful, happy, joyful rewards of seeing the look on someone's face. You're just doing the right thing, knowing that it's going to go to a good cause, but you don't quite get to see it. It's like planting a beautiful tree, knowing that you're not going to be able to sit under its shade. So it's that that's really good work. And I think it takes a special type of person to do that type of thing. So thank you. And would you say that the people that you work with in this group, maybe you can tell me how many there are, would you say they're all kind of like-minded? They're just wanting to do good and they don't need the recognition? Right. In, in El Paso, where I, where's, which is where I go, St. Mary's, there's about eight people there on a regular basis. And some of the ladies are sewing on the machines. Some of us are cutting out material and some are over ironing and pressing the things too. Mm-hmm. So they're all enthusiastic. Got it. What's your favorite part about working with Christ Child Society? Putting the actual items together. You mean the actual construction of them, the sewing? Sewing. Got it. Huh. All right. Well, wow. I admire you a lot. A guy like me, you know, I like to kind of get some recognition. I like to be on the camera. Yep, that was me. And uh, yeah, that makes me sound absolutely horrible. But I'm glad you do this without the recognition. We could all learn a lot from you. So thank you for doing what you do, Chris. And thank you for coming on today. You're welcome. Of course. And now I'd like to move on to another guest, and that is Mrs. Kathy Wheeland, who is with the Elizabeth Ministry. So, Kathy, what is the Elizabeth Ministry? Uh, thanks, Paul. It's nice to be here with uh, this group of women and, um, and David. The work that we all do is, is so important, especially, as we said, in, in our current um, environment. Um, Elizabeth Ministry is a parish-based um, organization. Um, I represent Holy Trinity um, Church here in Bloomington, and um, our mission is really just to support uh, women, uh, in particular mothers, uh, through um, the joys and, and the the challenges and sorrows of, of motherhood and, and, and uh, uh, raising children and, and being, uh, you know, they're present for their families and, and others, uh, and, you know, that they may serve. Um, we uh, recognize them, you know, at the, at the birth or the baptism uh, in particular. We have a, a gift that we provide at the baptism of, of the child. And then um, if there are women and or moms that um, are in a crisis situation or have suffered a loss of some kind, uh, we try to support them uh, through that as well. Um, we have a, a group that, you know, just if you've experienced that in your own journey, um, for example, a miscarriage or some kind of infant loss, uh, stillbirth, uh, we then, you know, kind of can connect, connect you with another um, you know, mom who's, who's walk that walk. And, and so that's important uh, to mm-hmm. have somebody to talk to about that situation. But, uh, but it's, a, it's a joyful ministry too. Um, and so there's, there's um, you know, as we all know, uh, women and, and, um, and mothers um, 
face a lot of challenges, but also a lot of joys. And so we like to be there on uh, to help them in both, um, you know, worlds. So. I like that you mentioned the that you will help a mother who's experienced infant death or something equally as tragic. You'll connect them with someone else who, else who has experienced the same thing. I read a book one time, and I actually know a few people, sadly, who have experienced something similar. And an odd thing kind of seemed to be a common trend among them all. And it was... They really didn't want to talk to anyone who didn't experience at least something very similar because there's no way in the world that you can understand. And so connecting them with someone who's experienced something so similar or the exact same thing, that is key in the rehabilitation, I would say, psychologically, spiritually, in many other ways even. So I think that's really a beautiful thing. So it seems like the Elizabeth ministry helps mothers in need, you know, that, that have successful births and are raising, starting a new family, but they also are a, a way of counsel, I guess, for those mothers who experience tragedies in motherhood. Yeah, none of us are officially counselors uh, necessarily, but but we are all mothers uh, generally, or, or have you know have um, some have adopted children too. We have we have parents who have, have adopted children, so they can reach out too. Moms who are in in that um, uh, you know process or, or are experiencing um, you know challenges with an adoptive child, um, but yeah, we're all there to help each other, to support each other, um, really just um, love and support, um, and and just sometimes, like you said, nice to have somebody to talk to um, who's uh, walked that walk, been in that um, situation, and can um, you know understand what you're feeling. So it's, it's important. Yeah, we. Uh, we are blessed, um, and uh, many of us uh, just want to, you know, share uh, our our experiences with our own mothering. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think the most special thing about working with Elizabeth Ministry is for you? Um, well, I uh, have been involved with Elizabeth Ministry um, for over twenty years um, uh, at Head Holy Trinity, and I've uh, I've enjoyed the the camaraderie that I have with my fellow ministers um, that we uh, what we do, the things that we've done together, and also the moms that we've you know met and, and helped, and 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 a lot of those have then become part of the ministry too. We've had some who've. Um, We've shared, you know, with their their situations, and then they want to, you know, um, become a part of our ministry and then help uh, another, you know, mom down the road. So, so I think it's the the support and the in the community um, that really uh, make it uh, very worthwhile and, um, uh, you know, a great experience for me. So. Beautiful, heartwarming, wholesome stuff, meaningful stuff you're doing, Kathy. Thank you for doing what you do at Elizabeth Ministry, and thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. And now I'd like to move on to a kind of a two-part deal here. We have Ellen Orns with the Pregnancy Resource Center and Becky Billiter of Deeper Still, which is kind of under the umbrella of the Pregnancy Resource Center. But Ellen, I'd like to start with you. Firstly, thank you very much for coming on. And then tell us, what is the Pregnancy Resource Center? It seems like the name entails much of what it is, but maybe you can put it into words that I can better understand. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Paul, for having us. We appreciate this opportunity to talk about the ministry. Uh, The Pregnancy Resource Center is located on Williamsburg Drive in Bloomington. We are a free medical clinic that provides ultrasounds, STI testing, uh, pregnancy testing, evaluation with the nurse um, to answer their questions. We are there for women who are facing an unplanned pregnancy. We want to 
to let her know that she has options available. She, we want her to know that she is seen and she has, she doesn't have to go through this alone. We want to provide that support for her. Okay, I see. So, you know what? There's probably a lot of people that don't like you, you know, because you're kind of a direct, you're the antithesis of Planned Parenthood in a way. I suppose you could say that. We try to stay out of the politics as much as possible. We want people to know that we are there for women. We care about the life that she is carrying, absolutely, but we care just as much about her. Uh, we care about the whole person, and we we have seen the effects that having an abortion can have on somebody's life, and if we can save her the heartache that I, we see a lot of women go through, uh, we want to be there to support her. So we we do that with our medical resources. We do that with all of our support systems and uh, resources that we have in place as well. So what are those resources that you have in place then? So we, like I said, we have the medical uh, resources where they get the pregnancy testing, the ultrasound, uh, you know, how far along are you? Um, is the pregnancy in the uterus? Is it a viable pregnancy? You know, uh, those type of things. Uh, we also have uh, what is called APR, which is abortion pill reversal. Whoa. So the abortion pill is a two-step process that maybe a lot of people are not aware of. The first pill, don't ask me the names. <laughs> um, I'm not a nurse. So, uh, But the first pill blocks your body's production of progesterone. Um, if you... And then there's like a 72-hour window between the first step and the second step. If during that window, you have second thoughts and you're like, what did I do? I'd like to change my mind. That's where we come in. There's a hotline out there that people can reach out to and then they get in, uh, get uh, them in contact with local centers like our own where we can do that medical assessment, get them started on the progesterone and get them in for an ultrasound to see if the pregnancy is still viable and make the appropriate medical referrals. Um, another aspect of our support is our Hope program, which stands for helping other parent, uh, helping others parent through education. So, um, all of our services, medical and support, are completely free. We don't want to profit from her situation. So, all of our services are free. So, the education goes through all the stages of pregnancy, labor and delivery, what to expect to bring home baby, fussy baby, all of the things that she's going to need to know in order to take care of her baby through the education classes she's also getting resources we have a baby boutique where people have donated items diapers wipes clothing car seat cribs the things that they need to take care of their their baby once it's home they earn the, the right to take this stuff home many items are new or very very gently uh, used because we want to show her love and we don't want her going through a second hand thrift shop because she can't afford anything else we want to support her. We want to set her up to be successful. Wow. You guys really do a lot. I'm, I'm from medical to helping them with the clothes to the education. That's an awful lot that you're doing for these mothers in need. And I'm sure they are just over the top thankful for the things that you do. They, they, they are. They tell us all, all the time that thank you. We're grateful for the support that you gave us. Mm -hmm. And then so are people just like me, are they bringing by the clothes for, uh, are they going out and buying new clothes for babies and just bringing them to you and saying, whoever needs this, give it to them? Yes, they do. We have people that... Um, they love to shop for baby clothes, but maybe they don't have the the 
avenue to use them. Uh, we have a, a very sweet lady that she uses her Kohl's cash and uh, hits the clearance racks when they are available. So she'll bring in uh, brand new baby clothes for us to use. We have people who have bought, bought uh, car seats and cribs in the past, strollers. When the need is there, God has a way of bringing the right person in and uh, connecting them to the resources that they need. And something that you said, I think you said anyway, that was really interesting to me is these women can earn something like the clothes or something through the, is it through the education program? Absolutely. So, um, we respect women. Women are strong. Women are smart. And I, I know when I have earned something, I feel better about myself. So we have them go through the classes and they're learning the education that they need by learning and doing the things, doing the homework and thriving in the education that they're getting. They're, they're earning the baby bucks to be used at our boutique. Uh, we want to lift her up. Women are, God made women amazing and we want to help foster what God has put inside of all of us. I like that. That's far more empowering than just saying, here, you haven't done anything for this, but here you go. Right. I'm all for a helping hand. Everybody needs them sometimes, but um, I guess we respect women and we want them to know that they're going to be treated with dignity and respect when they come into our facility. Love it. That's incredible. You do great work. And thank you so much for coming on today, Ellen. And I want to move on then to Becky Billiter. Becky, you are, you work with Deeper Still which is under the umbrella of the Pregnancy Resource Center. If you wouldn't mind, just kind of give me a zoomed out idea of what Deeper Still is. Sure, sure. And thank you, Paul, and everyone here as we're bridging that gap, you know, bringing in everyone and discussing and just being able to lock arms together with the resources. Deeper Still um, first originated in 2009 by Karen Ellison. She had an abortion and she um, had done a lot of different studies and decided that in order for really lasting healing and freedom, to, it would be best to do it in a healing retreat. And so in 2009, she started that Deeper Still hosts faith-based weekend healing retreats for both men and women who have experienced loss due to a past abortion decision. Um, The retreats are offered at no cost, and they provide a safe and confidential environment in which God's presence can be encountered in the warm company of a small group of supportive women and men, Mm. and with a deeper still team. Wow. And how long do these retreats last? The retreats begin on Friday at 3 o'clock, and they end um, after lunch around 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock on Sunday. Mm, okay, so just a couple of days then. Mm-hmm. That has to be quite a moving experience and pretty intense if I had to imagine yes. to be surrounded with people who have gone through something as as powerful as, I don't know what else to call it, but something as intense as regretting an abortion that you've had. Mm-hmm. Have yes. you been at, uh, <laughs> I don't mean for this to be some kind of personal question, but have you overseen or seen one of these retreats before? Um, yes. In fact, um, in 2015, in October 2015, I attended my own Deeper Still retreat. That's how I was first introduced to Deeper Still. Wow. So I attended my own retreat, and it was amazing. God met me. He healed me. He delivered me from the wounds that I never knew I had, an abortion-wounded heart, a, 
uh, when a woman goes through an abortion, there are a lot of deep wounds. And at the time, for over 40 years, I did not know that I had those wounds. Um, my abortion was at the age of 15 years of age. And so it was October of 2015. So for f- over 40 years, I carried shame, pain, grief, silence, secrets that I didn't realize were impacting some of my other parts of my life that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, and so then when I attended my own October, you know, retreat in October, I then became a team member in 2016 and been on the team ever since. Wow, absolutely incredible. God bless you, Becky. <laughs> incredible. Heck of a time to have to cut to break, but we'll be right back in just one second. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio, and I'm your host, Paul Garcia. We'll be right back. You're listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. Catholic parishes in Central Illinois will soon begin their RCIA courses. RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, is a course designed for anyone interested in learning more about the Catholic faith or living it more fully. Perhaps your spouse is Catholic and you have long considered entering the Catholic Church. Maybe you're an active Catholic who has not received all the sacraments of Christian initiation. Perhaps you left the Catholic Church long ago and want your questions and concerns answered before returning. Maybe you're a non-Catholic Christian or not a Christian at all and want to know more about the Catholic Church and the one true God. If any of these circumstances is like your own, then RCIA is just what you need. RCIA classes typically include presentations, discussions, prayer, and fellowship. Contact a Catholic parish near you today for details and to register. Be certain to tell others and feel free to bring a friend. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Catholic Conversations. I'm your host, Paul Garcia, and right now I am talking to Becky Billiter of Deeper Still, which is underneath pregnant, pregnancy, the Pregnancy Resource Center. So, Becky, you were just telling me about your own personal, very vulnerable experience with going to one of these retreats for people who are looking for healing from their abortions. Yes. And you mentioned that, yeah, you were there in 2015, and then you became a, an avid member, volunteer in 2016. And it's really an incredible story. And I hope that people tuning in now go back to listen to what you just said just a few minutes ago. If you don't mind me asking for a bit of insight into what the mind of someone such as yourself was at that time, when did you begin to regret your abortion? Um, You know, I, I regretted my abortion from probably from the time I had my abortion, but I don't know if I knew what that was. Um, I, I hated myself after that. And I ran from it. I took that secret and buried it deep, deep down inside. And there was only a few select people that I let know about that um, over the years. It wasn't until, you know, I met Christ in um, 2000, well, when I was 17. And all of our lives, we all have a journey in life. And we're all post something. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be post abortive. And in that, in that 
journey with the Lord, He was really revealing things, changing my heart, transforming me through the years. But it was in 2015 when I really cried out that I wanted to go deeper in knowing Him. And I also didn't know what was holding me back. And it was that root of abortion. Um, and it was when I found out about Deeper Still, which was only two weeks before the re- October retreat, that I saw it in our church bulletin. And I knew instantly when I read that I'd been praying to go Deeper Still and I had an abortion in my past and I wanted to go and I couldn't wait to get there. And like I said, the moment I arrived at Deeper Still. The beauty and the love that was lavished on me was incredible. Um, The beginning parts of the worship, I could feel God working in my heart, and I was ready to receive all that He had for me. And I witnessed that at every retreat from other participants that have been there, from men and women. Um, It is incredible to see when they come in on Friday— And then Friday night, we tell our story because, like, for me, I couldn't say the word abortion. Um, Many men and women cannot. And so telling our story is that beginning part of where Satan has tried to rob us of our voice. And by sharing our story, we are finally free where we be able to share it in a loving, accepting environment and be able to start sharing that out where the healing process begins. Wow. And as I was saying during the break, we were chatting a little bit, and I mentioned that I've heard that Satan's greatest trick is making us believe that we're unworthy of forgiveness and that we can never escape the terrible feelings we have about ourselves, um, just because we're so messed up. And you mentioned that you hated yourself for mm-hmm. a while. Why did you hate yourself? And and then I'm going to ask, what in the world did they say to you at this retreat that worked so magically, but uh, not magically, spiritually, I'll say. But first, why why did you have those feelings towards yourself? Um, I felt like I, well, I felt like a murderer and I took a life. Um, at the time, being young, I didn't realize that until later. Um, the lies that are out there is that a baby is just a bunch of cells. It's not. It's a baby. And it's a life. It's a human being. We are all valuable. It doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm just as valuable as you are. At, and I'm just as valuable at five feet six as I am in a centimeter. Mm-hmm. All people. All humans. Um, and so... With, um, with Deeper Still at the retreat, it is bathed in prayer, it is bathed in worship, and it is bathed in God's Word. And the prayer, the worship, the Word, all of that ushers in the Holy Spirit's teachings and the being able to let His ability to lavish His love upon us. You know, once we share our story the following day, we, there's every piece of deeper still, every step, there are 14 healing steps. Every one of those steps is a, builds on each one. 
And so at the very beginning on Saturday morning, we, we have opening and then, then the next part is desperate for healing. And are you desperate to receive what God has for you? Or is your heart ready to receive all that he has? And just, you know, being desperate before the Lord, being best desperate before Jesus to say, I want what you have for me. He calls all to the deeper still retreats. It's him that brings them. It's him. It's Jesus that heals them. We are his hands and feet. And he is, and and once we do the desperate for healing, then as we go through the, through the next part is um, his perfect plan. And that is where we really show truth. And when I was talking about the value of human life, we really talk about God's perfect plan that, you know, he created us as man and woman and he called us to multiply. He called us to have children. And so his perfect plan, because the world is so messed up because of sin, because of Adam and Eve, that perfect plan was um, basically gone, you know, or it's became sin fast. And so God sent his perfect sacrifice, Jesus. And so we go through, we teach him the truth, and it's very hard for the men and women to see the little embryos. It's very difficult. But the next part of that is the perfect sacrifice. And they hear, they shared their story. Then on the perfect sacrifice, they hear Jesus' story. And that his blood shed for them. And that he died for all mankind, for all sin. And he forgives. And it goes, and we teach on that. And we are bathed in scripture. And we go through Isaiah 53. And it is, it is, um, remarkable what God can do in such a short time. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> that sounds incredibly remarkable. Life-changing doesn't even begin to say what that could be. It's life-changing in the most dramatic and in the best possible way. Becky, with Deeper Still, you are doing great things. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. That was incredible. (laughs) Thank you. My pleasure. And now we'll kind of wrap up this whole darn show with you, David, kind of the the big organizer of the events that are going on on September 18th. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we cut things off or remind the listeners of anything? Well, uh, certainly, um, I think you've uh, touched on it a number of times as far as where it's being held at Historic St. Pat's at the Parish Hall there on Sundays, the 18th, 25th, and October 2nd. Um, we'll have part of this lovely group here uh, available on the uh, the uh, 25th and the 2nd as part of the panel as far as the resources. We do have uh, Judge Don Bernardi that will be doing a uh, presentation uh, of his own on the 18th. And he'll be giving the legal perspective of the uh, Dobbs case and the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Uh, I think he's entitled it uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, How Did We Get Here? So that'll be an interesting kickoff to the event. Um, But I certainly want to... uh, 
extend my sincere gratitude for all of these wonderful people that gave up their time, had to reschedule probably at the last minute to go ahead and uh, come in, share their uh, their stories, their information on their organizations, uh, a little bit about themselves, and to uh, in turn go and, and make themselves available on those evenings of those classes. Mm-hmm. All right. So is there anything you want to just remind the people? You, you told everyone where it's at, Historic St. Pat's, 515, on those Sundays that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this all again, though? Well, I, I, I started off just uh, alluding to the fact that it's a, a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Um, my, uh, uh, my son is adopted. We went through an open adoption 34 years ago. And the uh, the only reason that he is available for adoption was that his birth mother spent the $300 her mother gave her to have an abortion. She bought a TV. Had she not bought a TV, I wouldn't have a son. She bought a TV. And how did that result in your son then? She spent the $300 that her mother gave her to have the abortion. Oh. And bought a TV with that money instead of having an abortion. Wow. Gave, uh, had, uh, gave birth and uh, we eventually adopted uh, my son. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. It seems like a lot of you here have probably some incredible stories. If only we had more time on this station to talk more about them. But everyone from the bottom of my heart and from the heart of Catholic Spirit Radio, thank you so much, all of you, for coming on today and, and telling your piece about your organizations and you as an individual. It's really been an honor. And thank you, everyone else, for listening to Catholic Conversations on Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm your host, Paul Garcia. God bless and have a great week. You've been listening to Catholic Conversations. Download our podcasts at catholicspiritradio.com. 